Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, one that Stephanie and I have even guested on called Love to See It. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us. Culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and beyond. And also, guys, they break down every episode in obsessive detail. And they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love, sex, and dating. Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts. She said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, guys, so we have a bit of a different episode for you. We are recapping the two-night finale event of Clayton season with our favorite Bachelor, Chris Souls. We just thought that's what everyone's talking about this week. That's what we wanted to talk about this week. So we just figured give the people what they want. So without further ado, here's me, Stephanie, and Mr. Chris Souls recapping everything we saw this past week. Enjoy! So I don't think you've listened to any of our Clayton's Corner segments before, but we have a theme song. So how is your singing voice? Did you do your vocal warm-ups this morning? No, I did not. I did not. Well, can you just do me a favor and just say, well, Jackie, do you want to sing it for him? All right. I'll, yes, this is the song. It's Clayton's Corner. Please, can you just do it? You don't have to do it that high. Just go, it's Clayton's Corner. The, the tenor line, if you will, the baritone. Baritone. It's Clayton Warner. Yes! I love it. Thank you, Chris. It. Now you're allowed to officially come into the corner now that you've sang. Okay. So we're going to go back to Monday night's episode because that's where all this shit began with the rose ceremony from hell. I had said this like last week when we talked about it because I kept saying, okay, well, he said he loves Susie the most. Like it's over now. He can't, he's going to be honest with Rachel and Gabby, but he can't go back and try to make something work with either of them. That's impossible. And yet, and yet I was shocked that I'm like, oh, he's actually going to try to continue dating Rachel and Gabby right now. I thought that was a very bold move. Yes. And I was shocked. I thought he was just going to be honest with them and be like, okay, show's over, you know? What about you, Chris? You know, I look at from a very high level and sort of understand how this whole process works. The whole thing was just, uh, it just shook my head. But uh, so I guess I look at it from a very uh, different viewpoint because it's there's much more going on behind the scenes that, uh, that could have been dealt with. Uh, and he could have been, you know, should have been guided in a way that would have Helped him not look so, so silly. I guess what would that way have been, though? Two separate conversations, maybe? Yeah. I mean, well, you need to make a decision and not have sex with everybody, for one. And then go ahead and tell everyone you love them. You might want to just hold back a little bit. Even though, I mean, in my season, I, I feel for the guy. It's very tough because you do fall in love with everybody. Like you do. You get to the point towards the end. That's the whole point. Who did you say I love you to in your season? I don't remember. I just did just did one and I did that very carefully. But you know, you feel you have your feelings the whole time. You're like, wow, well, I want to tell this girl I love her, but well, you gotta be, be careful. You're you're mm-hmm. literally holding these girls' hearts in your hand to a certain extent. It's very easy to like 
get wound up in the whole process. But yeah, so you, you've got to be careful and you got to be, be mindful of their feelings. So yeah, I, I, I waited as long as I could. Was I don't even know. I don't remember when I told Whitney I loved her, but that was the, you know, you just have to, it's a, not that I was guided. I just, I guess I just had common sense. Yeah. Well, that's what everyone was saying is like Clayton is just not thinking about any of this from anyone else's perspective, but Clayton's. Can we go back to the actual, he's standing at the rose ceremony from hell. My initial reaction was like, Clayton, like you didn't murder someone. He's literally standing there. Like the man you saw last is not the man I am now. And I'm like, I felt like I was watching Saw or some kind of scary movie. The person that's standing in front of you right now is not the person that you were last with. And did you guys see Hangover 2? Uh, a long time ago. I don't remember. If anyone's listening, that's seen Hangover 2 when Stu's like, uh, what do you say? He's like, here's the deal, man. I got a dark side. There's a demon in me. Here's the deal, man. I got a dark side. There's a demon in me. Like, that's what I felt like Clayton was saying. Cause he's like, the man you saw last is not, okay. Like you had sex with two people, Clayton. It's not good. This isn't a good look, but calm down. You're going to be okay. I literally felt like they were hyping it up to the point where someone was going to die or be pregnant. Did I say that to you or a friend of mine? I was like, watch someone be pregnant. We haven't had that happen in, in Bachelor Land yet. And I'm like, that would actually be the most dramatic finale ever. You know, since we have you, Chris, because I was looking at some old stuff. I know you obviously didn't have a real pregnancy scare. However, there was a fake pregnancy teaser in your trailer and then it just never came to fruition. What was it? Yeah. Very fake. I don't know. It's all made up, like just a teaser. No, yeah, that was a production. There was a video of a pregnancy test in the garbage can. They just happened to throw it in your trailer. And then you're on, you're on like GMA and they're asking you about it. And you're like, you're going to have to wait and see when that has absolutely nothing to do with your season. And you wonder why I don't trust the trailer. Never <laughs> trust the trailer. Yeah, that's, that's production magic that uh, occurred that I had nothing to do with. I'm like, what in the hell? Did they even tell you? No, no, I had no idea that even happened. I, I watched him. I'm like, what? I, I think I even remember like sending a text to one of the producers. Like, what is this about? Yeah, just don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> just there's a lot. There's a lot of things that it's magic. They make magic. Right. Yeah. Or just completely lie, whichever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, I guess magic. Magic is kind of you know synonymous with lying. Sure. True. That's true. Rachel and Gabby react to Clayton's bombshell. People on Twitter were very upset with Rachel having to wipe her tears with like a Wendy's napkin, essentially. It was like that brown, crunchy uh, paper towel that you see in like the mall bathroom. He had a handkerchief in his pocket, which she wasn't able he to didn't use. Give it to her. No, <laughs> and it, there's like photos of it. And then she also had a broken nail. I'm like, girl. I know, that, that was shocking to me. I'm like, how can you go to a rose ceremony with no nail. I just, yeah. It really was the rose ceremony from hell. I know that would be heartbreaking for me. They really set this girl up for, for failure. They, no one could give her an extra sticky nail. Seriously. Did you notice the manicure, Chris? You guys watch this way differently than I do. <laughs> no, I did not notice a broken nail. I, I guess I look at it, watch it from a very high level view and, and, uh, yeah, I did not notice the broken nail. I do want to ask you though, like you had said just before you 
would you or I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Would you say you fell in love with all of the people there? But looking back, do you think it actually yeah. was love? Or do you think just in that process it's very easy to get swept up in, in the magic of it all? Or was it genuinely love for all people in different ways? I would say it's I mean I, in my situation genuine at the time you do really when you get caught in the moment these girls are when the girls in my season were I felt were very genuine and yeah I mean it's it's, I don't know yes I I I felt I mean I I wasn't lying when I was feeling having those feelings and they're very very real that's why I feel I feel a lot for him that when you're in this situation, you go through this, it's very intense. And uh, yeah. yeah, you do fall in love. You do, you fall hard, quick. And, and they, they're great girls, you know, they, they don't put mm-hmm. like girls on there that aren't, aren't there for, you know, to, to fall in love with you. So you do fall in love. You just do. If you have a heart, you do. And if you're there to like to meet somebody, you just fall in love. It's, it's hard. I do genuinely believe that Clayton thinks he loved all three of them. However, I do question if Clayton has been in actual love before and knows what that really means. Like, has Clayton had a long-term relationship prior to this season? I genuinely don't think so. After seeing how he meandered through all of this. Do we think that he actually loved Rachel and Gabby if he showed no remorse for having a group breakup? which I think is the most offensive thing that he did. Yes. And the no remorse. I, I think though that he thinks he loved them, which is different from actually loving them. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yes, I thought his lack of remorse, especially in Rachel's situation was concerning at best, scary at worst. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, like I was watching it, like crying for Rachel. I don't even know Rachel, but that was, I think, a very raw display of emotion that we see we don't see very often in this show. I really, really believed that she yeah. was the one. Either that or she is Meryl Streep, which I don't think she is. The real Meryl Streep of Bachelor Nation. People have tried to claim the title, but it's Rachel Reckia. Yeah. It was it was the odd thing for me was, I mean, I think that's just who Clayton is, and I don't know Clayton at all. And but just like the the fact that he would the lack of like emotion it was very odd to me like you know I cried after I sent about every single girl once I was down to like five girls every single one I, I cried and mm-hmm. felt horrible and and some people some guys are are better or different than I you know not not to judge but yeah I just never felt like genuine remorse for for what was happening. And he doesn't even have to cry on camera. It was weird that he wasn't getting emotional at all, but there wasn't even any, come hug me, let me hold you. Like, no, let me explain. Like he, there was no passion behind anything he was saying. It just felt very empty. And maybe that's his weird way of dealing with it. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here, but I don't know. So people uh, took issue with the fact that he, like, so Gabby wanted to leave. Rachel was the last one standing. Rachel looked upset to be the last one standing. Her face was in total shock and like almost, she was almost annoyed that like, wait, I'm like the chosen one by default. Like, I don't know if I want this. Gabby goes to leave. He convinces her to stay only for the next day 
to come to this epiphany. Like you're saying, Chris, like he should have sorted through his feelings before even walking into that room, had a game plan and then executed. I wish Gabby had left in that moment and stuck to her guns. I mean, it all worked out in the end. Like she's going to have her moment as a, a half of a, ba- a bachelorette. I don't really know how that's going to work, but I, I thought that that would have been a really strong moment for her if she just like stuck to her guns and was like, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. She eventually did do that, but you know, yeah. I think it would have been cool in the rose ceremony. Yeah. I mean, to me, the whole process was just sort of disorganized and he could have had maybe better guidance. You keep saying guidance though. So do you blame more the producers than Clayton? I don't know. I did. In my experience, I was, I knew what I was going to do and did it the way I wanted. It's a a very, very intense process and there's emotions that most people can't handle. So I, I think that you know, you do have to have somebody during that, pro- you know, during the whole deal to have like lean on a little bit. If you don't know what you're doing, you know, it's like anything in life. So yeah, my number one priority going through it was, was their feelings, you know, it wasn't all about me. And I always thought about that, thought way more about them than I thought about me. You guys have families, you're here, you put yourselves out there doing all this. You've given up your lives to be here to spend this time together and actually try to create a relationship. Everybody needs a little guidance in their life that somebody should have told him that's a bad idea. So I, yeah, I almost kind of feel like producers were using him like a pawn a little bit because Jackie used the word several weeks ago, malleable. And I do think he's very malleable. They wanted him to be like a little puppet and he's the, he was the perfect puppet. I mean, he didn't seem to fight back. He seemed to, I can easily see the producers being like, I really do think the group breakup was the worst thing of the whole entire season. That was the worst thing to me. I could easily see a producer pulling him aside prior and saying like, you know what? Just rip it off like a Band-Aid. Go in there together. Gabby and Rachel will be able to lean on each other. You know, you got to get back to Susie. We have, and like really convince him why it's a good idea. Yeah. And then he's like, I should. Yeah. Great idea. I'll do that. And then in, in, hindsight like Rachel's like you you couldn't even give me the decency of a one-on-one conversation that's how little I meant to you and I don't get how we went from going like and we being all viewers for sure Rachel's the winner 100% he chooses Rachel that's how I thought the season was going to end I thought it was going to be a fairly boring season and then for him to like just so disregard her though yeah I don't know if like we didn't see if they specifically wanted us to think that it was always going to be Rachel and they didn't show stronger moments with Susie or that there weren't stronger moments with Susie. And I am curious what you guys think, because I feel like anytime Clayton has been asked, what is it about Susie? He doesn't like, there's no tangible <laughs> answer. Yeah, but they're all pretty. They're all beautiful. I, I don't, mm. he keeps saying these things like, oh, she's a once in a lifetime girl. Like what? does that mean or is she just not giving you the validation that you want and he just wants to, he likes the chase that to me was the most annoying part that Clayton could not give a tangible answer of why Susie 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 I was not seeing the connection to be that strong and then even after the fact I'm jumping a little bit but like we can go back when Susie was asked okay well you guys broke up for very legitimate reasons what changed she didn't really have a strong answer so I'm just like did you just realize, Susie, that Gabby and Rachel had stronger bachelorette chances? So then you just went back to Clayton? Like, I don't know. Sorry, that was a mouthful, but I think they're doomed. I don't think they're going to stay together. I mean, there's a lot that goes behind 
that you sort of don't see. There's there's things in that relationship that may have you know occurred a little bit behind the scenes, which they really try to make not happen. They really really do. They try to make sure that none of the interaction is behind the scenes. They want to make sure that like when you go on a date, <clears throat> you drive back separate limos, separate or separate vehicles, and uh, you like why do you guys do that? Well, we don't want to have you get an argument or have really a great connection while you're in, you know, in, in a vehicle while the cameras aren't there. So, but it's still things, you know, motions do happen and you, you can't really judge hundred percent what happened just based on what happened on the, you know, hundred percent on the television screen. But I feel like mm-hmm. they, they put on about 20% of what actually happens. I mean, maybe there, there had to have been some connection that happened and it's on the edit editing what is it editing room floor that we just didn't see Susie goes back to him we get the announcement that uh there are two bachelorettes Jesse the way he announces it like the bachelorette isn't Gabby or Rachel it's Gabby and Rachel and it just like reminded me of how like a toddler would request a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like I don't want peanut butter I don't want jelly I want peanut butter and jelly. Like, just fucking tell us, Jesse. Come on. I'm here for this. I know that was a weird analogy, but that's where my head went with it. So we've told you guys how much we love Manscaped in the past, and now they're kicking their below-the-waist hygiene up a notch with their new ultra-premium collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade every man's shower routine from head to toe and keep your man's balls looking fresh. Yes, they also have tons of other incredible products like cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, lip balm, ball deodorant, ball toner, yes, those are both a thing and your man needs them, hydrating body moisturizer spray, which is perfect for dry skin and for men who are lazy and don't wanna rub it in, they can just spray. (laughs) And of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, which is a water waterproof electric trimmer that cleans off any unwanted body hair and is designed to trim hair on his loose skin. That keeps him safe in the battlefield with its proprietary skin safe technology. Which really is just fancy words for he could shave his balls and his balls will be in good hands, if you will. Mm -hmm. So the great thing about Manscaped is that you can buy a gift for your man and let's be honest, it's really a gift for you. Uh, When my husband uses the Manscaped products, let's just say it's a good time. Trust me, ladies, your man's skin, hair, and balls deserve this, so you can get 20% off plus free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and use code SHESALLBATCH at checkout. Let's get the man in your life nice and clean with Manscaped's new shower routine. She's all batch for 20% off plus free shipping. If you've ever walked to your car in a dark parking lot or you've walked down the street alone at night, you know that deep sinking feeling when you feel unsafe or uncomfortable. We've all been there, but now there's a product that can give you that extra layer of protection and will help put your mind at ease. Invisiwear offers a line of safety devices that are disguised to look like everyday accessories. Like seriously, where was this brand when I was traveling on the subway in New York City every day for work? This is genius. It's 
so genius. They have bracelets, necklaces, fitness bands, keychains, and even scrunchies that all can send out an SOS or in some cases call 911. And the products are actually cute wearable items that I would wear anyway. I literally wear the gold star burst charm necklace with the crystal pendant because it's so pretty and I love that it also gives me peace of mind at the same time. Yeah, so how it works is there is a button hidden on the back side of each item, and with a double click, you can immediately text up to five emergency contacts and send them a link to your GPS location to let them know that you need help. There's no need to grab your cell phone out of your purse because safety is built right into your outfit. So if you're feeling unsafe, you don't have to worry about finding your phone, rummaging through your bag, opening an app, or making a call. Actually, you don't have to worry really about anything. You just relax and help is always at hand. So check out Invisiware.com and use code She's All Batch for 10% off. That's Invisiware.com, code She's All Batch for 10% off. How is it gonna work though? Like they they're not even telling us how it's gonna and it's not gonna be like the situation it was with Caitlin and Britt, right? Where well, well, first yeah. off, I have a question. When they announced Caitlin and, and Britt, did they say, okay, it's initially both, but then they're going to vote one of you off? Or did they just announce it as no. two bachelorettes? They announced it okay. as two bachelorettes. Britt did all the um, press tour with her. She yeah. was in the, in the um, what is it? Like the promo image. Mm-hmm. They didn't say that they were going to vote one off until the first night. So that's shady. The fact that they're yeah. addressing that now, that that's not going to be the case, I, that makes me so much more interested. But like, who said that though? Like who said that's Jesse. not going to be the case? Oh, he Jesse did. Jesse said for the first, that. the reason why it's historic is because the first time ever, it's going to be two bachelorettes for the whole season. Because it's not historic to do two bachelorettes because they've already done it. But he, he said that, but that doesn't mean anything. True. That's true. Fair. <laughs> I do think though, like we're in a different time than it was even in when was Caitlin Brissett about 2015, 16. Like, I think they would get a lot of pushback for hitting women against each other if they did the same thing again. So I do think they will have Gabby and Rachel do the full seasons, but I think these girls are like, are they going to date the same pool of guys? Are they going to have their separate one-on-ones or one-on-ones together? How is this supposed to work? Did you guys watch the Joe Millionaire show? No, I don't watch it. I know people are comparing it to that. So that's, tell us about it. I, I, I watched it like just for a hot minute, but that's what they did. The two guys, one's a millionaire and one's not. And, and uh, yeah, so, and, and nobody, the girls came on and they're dating two guys, but, um, but yeah, it's like almost like painful to watch, but two guys dating whatever, 15 girls or whoever was willing to come on. But um, yeah, so it, it, I mean, I, honestly, it's hard to be genuine when you're like competing with your own friend over other people, um, you know, yeah. because you almost have to create a relationship with your, the, the, the second person, like, you know, these two girls are going to have to be somewhat uh, cordial together and then have to date a bunch of guys and then have conversations about the guys and at the same time, like, nah, it, yeah, I don't, I don't see it being whatever. I, think I mean, it'll be good TV at least, hopefully. It'll be good know. TV. People seem to be concerned and rightfully so that ABC is going to like destroy their friendship. I'm sure the trailer is going to be them feuding with each other. Like they're both going to fall for the same guy or one guy's going <laughs> to like, have a strong connection with one and then the other one's going to want to pursue things too. And like, that's what people are afraid of because we're 
we're very pro celebrating women currently because they were both like each other's rocks. It was such a great, beautiful thing to see on the show. But like, how does this work moving forward? I hope that that it doesn't ruin their friendship and they do kind of have more of like a supportive, non-competitive vibe with each other. And I think they're going to try to go into it being that way. It's just a matter of like, can they sustain it against all of production's efforts to ruin it? So we'll see. Uh, I mean, if you're really serious about a relationship, how do you like, how do you do that? I mean, like, okay, well, I like him and I like him. How do you, okay, well, shake hands. You, you go for them. I'll go for him because now, how do you, how, do, how does real love happen? It's not healthy. I mean, just in general, I mean, the whole process isn't very healthy. To me, it's not really, I don't see this being something that's going to work very well. I feel like it will save the franchise. I am very excited for this and I haven't been excited about the franchise in a very long time. I'm really excited to see how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, to answer what you were saying before, Chris, I think they're going to have to like call dibs. Like if there's a guy that one likes, but uh, that one's mine, like back off. I mean, yeah, I, hopefully. And hopefully it works out that it's different guys that they can call dibs on. And, and then no problems, no drama, a drama free season, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And you think that the, you know, there's no way it's not, they're not going to create more drama than ever out of this deal. And, and yeah. those, the two girls, against each other in certain ways and and try to get them to have emotions and you know that's wish them well but I I don't see it as someone that left the show engaged and then one of your finalists is the next lead is it awkward having to either watch or talk about someone that you essentially dated as the next lead or is it no I mean not for me I mean I, I was happy for her both of them that they were able to have the opportunity and um yeah i i when i went through the process i was very much like well when when you you left the limo or when you know what was done was done so no i never had it was never hard for me i mean i was happy for mm-hmm. for caitlin so yeah before we move on to clayton and Susie. I need to just put this question out there. We don't have the answer, but I want to know if like listeners have the same thoughts. Did Rachel and Gabby not know they, they were the chosen ones because they ran down from the audience when Jesse announced them, like they won the prices, right? Like when they, they call your number and then you come down, they were both freaking out. And like, I can't tell if each of them thought it was them. And the fact that it was both is a surprise or if they didn't know either because they have to sign a contract. But we know now, like the contracts don't mean anything. Like so many people are in contracts and then they just pick someone. What do you think that it could be? Like that it was like Rachel thought it was Rachel? No, I think they didn't know. I think they thought they were an option. That's exactly what happens. Everybody signs contracts. Like um, like when I was going, they asked me to be the bachelor. I spent, I spent about six months like waiting to like going back and forth and waiting for them to like make a decision. They want, they were negotiating with Ari and, um, and I was negotiating because I didn't really want to leave the farm for three months and in the middle of fall during harvest. And, and so they were like, well, it came right down to it. No, they, they make like everybody signs contracts. Like I had an attorney look at this whole deal and just went through the whole process. It was super stressful. I would venture to guess that they didn't know, maybe. Um, 
uh, it probably knew after the, you know, maybe that day, but, or that afternoon, it's hard to tell if they knew for sure, but, um, but yeah, I'm sure they all had their contract signed. But then you, they could have done whatever they want to do at the last minute. Yeah. My takeaway is that they thought each one thought they were a possibility. So they're excited to hear that they, they were chosen, but also they didn't know that the other one, I, I don't think anyone thought that two was an option because when Ra- right. they sit back down or they sit down with Jesse and he's like, like, how do you feel? And Rachel's like, I'm so happy for her, which I thought was so sweet. Honestly, these girls are like girls, girls, really sweet girls. I thought that was a really nice thing to say. And I also, she's no Meryl Streep, like, unless she is Meryl Streep, I really believe <laughs> that she's that sincere. So I think that she was, each of them were shocked that the other one is also joining them, but they also seem to be pleasantly surprised. And then we'll move off of this. But after your season though, Chris, I don't think Caitlin and Britt were happy that they were both chosen. I think they both wanted to be the Bachelorette separately. Do you agree? I would agree. I would agree, especially with, you know, I, I think Caitlin probably definitely wanted that. I don't know about, I don't, uh, Britt, I, I think she was probably more on the fence, but just knowing the, their personalities, I, I, Caitlin was always uh, someone who enjoyed the spotlight. Um, obviously, as you can see, moving forward, they uh, Brett, Brett's been, you know, she's been like non-existent to a certain extent. And Jesse, and I know I keep saying we're going to move on to Clayton and Susie, but one more thing, though, with Caitlin, Jesse pretty much confirmed that Caitlin is no longer the host. People's. I mean, he's the fact that he's like, and I'll be back next season. People seem to think that Jesse was just going to host the bachelor, like the male leads and that Caitlin and possibly Tasha would come back for bachelorette. I never thought that I thought once they did Jesse, they were sticking with him, but now him yeah. saying, I'll be back. That's kind of like, he's saying now, like I'm the new Chris Harrison. Yeah. I thought the same thing that you thought Stephanie, that I, I never thought it was an option for them to go back once Jesse stepped in. Do we want to go to Susie and Clayton? Yeah. Okay. So, well, Susie and Clay, what, what do you guys think? I don't understand how this relationship, I also wish too, we would have seen them like reconciling or something outside of the show. Like, why didn't we even get any sort of filming of any conversation, anything? It was just like, oh, and we're together now. There was such a leap there yeah. and no one's able to answer for me. Susie, what changed? You had, you guys had very legitimate issues of why you didn't end the show together no one knows i i'm confused i don't get it it's like a disappearing act like all of a sudden she disappears and then all of a sudden she's right back in there like at least with one thing like i look back to like ari season like keen did kind of pulled some weird things but they actually sh- documented like what right you know yeah what happened. like you know and they you know like they it was probably all artificial but at least they showed um, you know, him going through a process of wanting to like feeling remorse and wanting to get back together. And this was like, Oh, here she is. What, what, what happened? I mean, boom. I just, like, it's like, boom. <laughs> like, boom. <laughs> they made her show up to the parents, like the meet the parents. And, but he, at that point, he hadn't seen her since they broke up and she just walks in like, Oh, hi, Mr. And Mrs. Eckerd. Like, no one thought that maybe they should have a conversation before she walks in with his parents. Do we think Clayton screwed the pooch? They screwed the pooch, in my opinion. 100%. What does that mean? Like, 
I think that the pooch is the only thing Clayton didn't screw. Yeah. So like what the heck? That was my meme. Yeah. But what does the screw the pooch actually mean? I did Google it, but I forgot. I did. It says to commit an egregious blunder. Okay. That was an egregious blunder. I think. Yeah. It really was an egregious blunder. Don't you think? (laughs) Imagine if instead of screw the pooch, he said, Clayton, you made, (laughs) you committed an egregious blunder. That wouldn't be as good. That wouldn't be in the promo. They, They can't, that would be too wordy for them. After seeing that she comes back, seeing the ending, do you think that when Clayton had a ring in his pocket and he was like trying to see if Susie would make things work, do you think, I didn't, not yet, Chris, you're already saying no, but I didn't finish. Do you think that producers told Susie to walk away no matter what? Because the, they, I think it makes for more drama. Because there was also no emotion in that breakup. She says no. He's like, if you tell me it's over, it's over. She says it's over. She walks away. No one cares. And then all of a sudden they're back together. We don't get any footage of that. I think they would have wanted it, the engagement. I feel like they always want the engagement. Right, Chris? Well, I no, they kind of leave, leave it up to you. I mean, again, things have evolved in the show. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I think things have changed dramatically compared to my season from the outside looking in. But what I look at, when I was watching that, I'm like, who pulls a ring box out and shows it and then puts it back in their pocket? <laughs> just something about that doesn't feel right. None of it felt like it was genuine. Like, all felt like sort of like, a uh, little bit of a, of a produced show. I mean, it didn't feel like genuine on, on either of their behalf. I, and I can't speak to what exactly happened, but obviously, because I wasn't there. But as a man, you don't pull a, like a ring box out and be like, this is, my, this is a ring that I might give you, and then I'll put it back in my pocket, and then you are going to walk away. Just so many things don't add up there. Very, very odd. Who does he think he is? Juan Pablo? He's like, I have a ring in my pocket, but I'm not going to use it. Mm-mm. That's what he told Nikki on the final day. <laughs> going back to like you saying there was no emotion though. I was looking at it from the perspective of like, well, yeah, there's no emotion. Cause this girl has broken up with him three times now at this point, like how many times does she have to walk away and for Clayton to keep trying so you're saying there's a chance yeah like she had to literally say it is over like don't chase me after this don't come to me back when we're in the united states like enough like she's done this three times now yeah no the the whole thing was uh very if if it wasn't produced i I feel bad for their relationship going forward it was awkward just the whole thing was awkward but good luck do we think an engagement will come I don't know. I mean, they're moving to Virginia Beach together. Clayton's moving to Susie's town. Weren't you saying that you thought um, where Clayton was moving indicated what his relationship status was? Well, because he was living in. So after the show ended, he moved to Scottsdale and I'm like, oh, his brother lives there. He's clearly a single man, like trying to start a new life in a new place, which I still stand by because he was in Scottsdale and then Susie reached out and now they're moving to Virginia beach. Oh, only single guys can live in Scottsdale. I just thought like, I don't know if he was in a relationship, just randomly moving to Scottsdale, both of them, but they didn't have any ties there initially. That to me felt weird. But then when we learned Clayton's brother lives in Scottsdale, I'm like, Oh, he's just going to live there because his brother lives there because he needs a fresh start because he's a single man. That was my thought process. And now Virginia beach couples land, obviously. 
couples land. Obviously that's where they go to fall in love. Yeah. Everything I said last Clayton's corner was completely wrong. I was like, if Susie comes back, it will not be to reconcile. That's wrong. And yeah, then you said that. And what else? I said something else that was completely, oh, I was like, homeboy's definitely single. I want him to go to paradise. That's wrong. I feel like you also said Susie was not even coming back. You were, you were like, yeah, it's going to be like the pizza man at the door or something. Like I don't trust the promo. (laughs) Well, I don't trust the promo and Chris's pregnancy test indicates why I don't trust the promo. He didn't have a job before, but now he never actually has to get one. Honestly, he'll just be an influencer. Who's he going to (laughs) influence? I don't know. I don't know. Someone will pay him some amount of money to post a, a thing. I think he'll need to stay with Susie in order to really make money. I think that's a valid point and fair. Susie will be fine either way, but yeah. Chris, did you, have you, have you ever done any sponsored posts? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I rode the wave for a little while when I went on the bachelorette and they're like, you need to get social media because as soon as I went on there, they, you know, that everybody wanted to, I had followers coming from every direction I just didn't care about that still don't that's just very sweet and not the norm so for someone to be like so genuine it's really it's endearing yeah well now it just is what it is for me and it's hard to watch now it's like it's gone down the wrong road you know so it's too bad yeah well since last night's finale Clayton and Susie took to Instagram and uh announced that their couple name is clazy like they gave themselves like a like a benefer kimye relationship celebrity relationship name and i just have no clue why they didn't go with slayton way cooler you should you should you should dm him and tell him that i i mean i wrote on Susie's instagram and i was like how did you pass up the opportunity to be slayton and then a lot of people are liking it. I think it's the top comment. Um, crazy? Like, what? It's nothing. Or just like, don't have a celebrity couple. Right. Yeah. Like, that is an option, people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just hope that your relationship works out because you've yeah. been 24 hours. In total. Do you think they will get engaged? I don't. What do you think, Steph? I, I don't. I, I don't see an engagement coming from them. I see them making making a nice run and having having the opportunity to like ride a wave and then you know i think in general like a lot of these relationships you you get into them through the show it's such a whirlwind and um and then god bless them if it if it works out you know hopefully they'll figure it out like you're you went through one stage in life from a dating perspective like like not even normal and now you need to learn about each other in reality and then you go through this whole nother level where like oh now you're, you're gonna be doing interviews thrust into this you know people wanting you to do appearances doing all things that aren't really normal and things that just ripped you out of your normal life and now you're all of a sudden you're doing all this so you're really kind of just going through this process where you're, you're getting hit from a bunch of different directions, not really able to focus on your true core, you know, like important in a relationship. So, you know, and they're two good looking people. So they're going to be able to like sustain that for a little while, but like a core relationship is hard to develop for a while. I mean, I, 
takes about a, a couple years after things settle down to actually know um, what reality is and like the real world is. And um, so I, I would say it's going to take some time for them to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's, so we'll see. So we'll see. Yeah, so, I, you know, hopefully that, you know, hope for the best, but who knows? We already kind of touched on this, but if even if they were to be able to get past the the massive deal breaker that Susie said she could not move forward with an engagement if Clayton had done X Y Z, he did X Y Z. Somehow now they're going to date and move past that, but no one really explained to me how. So I'm skeptical already. But then looking back at how he treated Rachel and Gabby would mm. be a yeah. huge turnoff for me. And and granted, to be fair, Susie's just seeing this episode now, like she wasn't there in those conversations, but I'm curious if that changed her opinion at all. Cause it would for me, I'm like, that's how you treat people that you said you loved You're, I don't know. So we shall see. Yeah. Well, the Robert Mills announced that the bachelorette isn't coming back till July 11th. So we have quite a bit of a break from the actual show, which some people are happy about because we had a little back-to-back-to-back bachelor fatigue. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it, but people are unsure where Paradise fits into this, but I'm concerned about Paradise. It's my favorite. It's the only reason I still watch all the seasons is like, because I need to know all the characters for Paradise. It's the best show. So I don't know. I'm very sad because that was our last Clayton's Corner. We're so happy we had Chris sitting in the corner with us today. Did you like being in the corner, Chris? Uh, you know, it's been fun. You guys are fun. So thank you. So next we'll have Gabby's garden, Rachel's room. We have to do some brainstorming because with two bachelorettes, I think it's going to be tricky for a new name, but we'll, we'll find one. Maybe we can have you back for the premiere in July. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you um, lead us out, Chris? Would you do the honors of singing Clayton's Corner? It's Clayton's Corner. Ooh, oh my gosh. My, beautiful, my beautiful so- guess. Voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. Ten. Right. If we were on the voice, I'd turn my chair around right now and be like, uh-huh. whoa. All right. <laughs> that was so fun. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, um, thank you. Also, can we do a corn giveaway? Like, I was wondering if you can send us some corn. <laughs> Are you serious? That would be so yes. funny. Well, I was like, now that we're like real besties. Okay, guys. So here's what you guys got to do. Subscribe to the She's All Batch podcast. Make sure to follow Chris, me, and Jackie on Instagram. And we'll randomly pick someone and send you a box of corn. That's a good giveaway, honestly. I like corn. Corn's one of my, that's like my favorite vegetable. Yes, it is. It's not a vegetable. Uh, sweet corn. So sweet corn is like the corn on top. Yeah, tell us more about the corn, please. You want to know? I mean, yes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. So I grow, I grow number two yellow corn, which we use for feeding animals and making ethanol and export to other countries so they can feed their animals. So it's not the corn that you eat. We do oh. grow sweet, um, but it, it's different. And the corn has there's this like. Like anything, there's lots of different types of genetics in, in regards to corn. Corn's actually a grass that uh, inherently it's a grass, and then and so there's different. Types. You can have yellow corn, you can have blue corn, you can have and sweet corn is a whole different. You know, it's we grow that on a small scale. But I will send you some sweet corn. I okay. Can do whatever you want. You can put some thought into this. You send us some corn, and we'll send you a she's all batch mug. Oh man, sounds amazing. 
Okay. What a trade. What a trade. Bo- both have equal value, honestly. Yeah, I, I would say. Um, okay. Well, hashtag corn giveaway. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review if you like what you hear. And subscribe so you never miss any future episodes. Yes, and if you're a diehard, join our Facebook group. We do polls, sharing of news in real time. Chat about the current episode. The link to the group will be in the episode description. It's a lot of fun. Also, be sure to give our sponsors a look. We have Invisiware.com, the safety accessories that could save your life. Use code She's All Batch for 10% off. We also have Manscaped.com slash She's All Batch. You could either do that or just type in the code She's All Batch at checkout. That will get you 20% off plus free shipping and your man's balls will be squeaky clean. Also, shout out of the week is going to Jennifer who is in our Facebook group. She wrote us the sweetest message in the Facebook group. This is what Jennifer said. She said, hey girls, I've been listening since the beginning and got behind a couple weeks, but spent a lot of time driving today and listening. Honestly, it brought me so much joy. I've been in such a slump lately and slacking in self-care and your podcast really is a form of self-care. So thank you for that. Keep doing what you're doing. Jennifer, we love you. We thank you for listening. And we hope that you're out of your slump now. And maybe we were able to get you out of that. Yeah, no, I love hearing that our little podcast can bring even just a smidgen of joy to someone. And the fact that it's so many of you is just like, uh, it makes my heart warm. Warm and fuzzy inside, like the Grinch. My heart's growing three sizes. Agreed. Love you, Jennifer. Thank you for listening. Keep on listening and hope that this puts a smile on your face. And be sure to follow me at She's All Batch and follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it, right? I think so. Bye, bitches.